Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 31 of Death Readers, uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. If you're uh, tuning in for the first time, this is the podcast where we read through uh, these books. The Harry Potter series. The Harry Potter series. I, for my first time, Rob, this is what I like to say is seventh. And our situation is that I've seen the films. Yes. We, I have not read the books. I, I am rereading or reading them through the first time in the podcast so that I can determine whether how I like them or if they resonate, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's mostly just me critiquing them. <laughs> Rob's here to help guide me through the podcast and guide me through, or Rob's here to help guide me through the books and show me where I'm missing things. I might be, you know, not understanding a certain aspect of the way the world works, not understanding some plot stuff. He's going to carefully, deftly even point them out to me, got, like push put his hand on the small of my back, sort of push me forward right to where I need to be to understand the full majesty of these books. Because you can lead a Doug to Potter, but you can't make him think. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. So like I said, this is episode 31, and serendipitously... We start with chapter 31. But oh, holy shit, we're doing it but again. Before we do that. Oh, we're not doing it. I had actually, I shouldn't even have done that intro to the chapter because we do have some housekeeping. Oh, shit. Our housekeeping is kind of, I'm going to make it brief. But last episode, our Dirty 30 episode, I uh, submitted a theory that uh, as part of punishment in the wizarding world for things like being a Death Eater, mm. but a Death Eater that pulls back from. Voldemort and helps the ministry. Like a Snape. Like a Snape or a Karkaroff. Is that how you say it? Karkaroff? Karkaroff. Karkaroff. Uh, you find either one of those two guys, uh, part of their punishment for being former Death Eaters who turn and flip, you know, they turn informant on the Dark Lord is that they're, they are sentenced to work at Hogwarts or another wizarding school. Right. And that um, because, you know, Hogwarts is so horrible and dealing with the kids is so terrible that that would be a reasonable punishment. It would be hell. It would be hell. It would a be living worse. hell. It would be worse than having rotting ghost flying corpse monsters suck the joy out of your soul. Yeah. It would be worse than that. It's Dante's 10th level he couldn't even write about. Right. Oof. It's it's dark. It's a place where the the water and the sewage mix, okay? It is just one of the most disgusting things you can imagine in literature. And I forgot in this argument I was making to include the idea that this might also be part of what Hagrid's sentence was for, like, the years since he was uh, expelled or punished for the murder of Moaning Myrtle. Did you not mention that? I thought you had. I didn't mention Hagrid. Oh, funny. I didn't mention Hagrid. That was the yeah the thing was that I I left him out accidentally. I think he did. I did. And if I didn't, we can fucking cut all this. Um, but uh, the idea was that there's there's a third example, and, you know, three really helps tie things together mm -hmm. of of another person who works with the children of the wizarding world who is definitely at a certain point accused of a crime when he gets the job he's accused of and, and had to deal with that accusation or at least being party to a murder an accessory or something i i think that it's, it's another good example of some stuff that's in the gutters here some things were, that aren't the thing that you know Rob's always telling me to pay attention to is, you know, oh, maybe, you know, she doesn't have to explain everything out to us. I think this is one of those things she's not explaining to us in her world building mm -hmm. is that Hogwarts is a knowingly horrible place, which if we have three examples of wizarding professors that are sentenced to work at Hogwarts, it makes or, me or wonder. Or ma magical. Or a magical, magical school. My bad. Education. Yes. Or, or another mag magical education center. Sure. Makes me wonder, what secrets are the other professors hiding? about their pasts. What has Sprout done? And to whom? A lot of bones in that mulch. Yeah. I would bet. Yeah. You know what those uh, mandrake babies are really crying about? The things they can't unsee. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so dark. Do you ever think that Professor McGonagall, maybe, maybe she's eaten a couple of Animagus wizards when she's in cat form. Oh, shit. And they're in rat form. No, I hadn't thought of that. Do you think... And she knows. Oh, she knows. Because they taste better. Yeah. yeah. They taste like wizard. Oh. They taste magical. You're an entree, Harry. What, um... What about... What about, uh... Flitwick? Hmm. The things I could tell you about <laughs> Flitwick. What's Skeeter's line? 
It will curl your hair. Curl things, your hair. Yeah, that yeah. will curl your hair. Not that you need it. Not that you need it. The things I could tell you about Flitwick. Madam Hooch, she's, I think she's just like a brawler from a Guy Ritchie film. See, I don't agree. I think Madam Hooch is a uh, moonshiner. Felt seems more like a moonshine. Madam Hooch, of course. No, it's right there. No, it's right there. Madam Hooch and Lupin moonshine together. Oh, shit. Moony shine. Moony shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hooch and Lupin's silver bullet moonshine. It, it's perfect. Because it wasn't that the broom she loved, too? The broom? The silver wasn't arrow? Like a, oh, the silver arrow. Still. Silver bullet, yep. Do they have guns in Harry Potter world, in the Wizarding World? No, no, because you'll remember in Prisoner of Azkaban, there was a news report on the Muggle Telly saying that, or at least the Prime Minister referenced the news report saying, we've told them that he's carrying a gun, which is a kind of metal wand that Muggles use to shoot each other. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Or kill each other or something like that. It's interesting how, like, it seems like murder in the Wizarding World is more taboo maybe it's because their population's so small i mean maybe, clearly the, the death eaters do that a lot right it's part of what they do like but the the idea of the uh you know avada kedavra is you know an unforgivable curse what about burner wands because you have a burner wand mm-hmm. can you could you as a fully fledged wizard go to all and buy another wand while you have a perfectly good working wand i would assume so I mean, there's got to be spare wands. I mean, I mean, I'm sure all of Anders, there would be... But would they work It would be well trackable. That's a, little, that's a question for the seventh book. Okay, interesting. How about half the seventh book that's not spent on camping is spent <laughs> on why a wand works for somebody better than others. That book sounds fucking thrilling. <laughs> and I'm sure it's only a thousand goddamn pages. Well, oh, pages. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Camping and exposition about fucking wands. Okay. Oh, it's got a, it's got a name. It's wand lore. Wand bore, <laughs> more like it. Your face fell so hard. You're just like, oh god. <laughs> My face fell like Hedwig from thirteen thousand feet. Ooh. Too soon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think. That's part of what happens to teachers at Hogwarts is that I think that most of them. Mm-hmm. At least we have a precedent for a couple of, of teachers in the magical world. Okay, so when was the last time you watched Fantastic Beasts 2? The newest one? Yeah. Because uh, at the time of this recording, there has not been a Fantastic Beast 3. But it has been greenlit. It has been lit with the green light of a Havada Kedavra spell, ensuring that it will kill the franchise. Yeah, I, I saw the last five minutes of it yesterday. There's not a lot. So I, I don't know between that. Like, we can restore your fucking name. And then he's like, Bleew! and then they don't explain why he was doing those things. Anyway, sorry. Between that and movie seven, they do a little bit of Dumbledore history, but not a lot. There's a lot more in the seventh book. Mm. But if it does fall in line, I think, with what you're saying and why Dumbledore himself is oh. at the school. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So I want to revisit that. I do want to revisit that now that you mentioned. we got to put in a pin in this. some 30 episodes. And also, everybody who's naysaying me and telling me I'm being too negative, no! They're all criminals. <laughs> Lock them up in Azkaban. Do their waiting. But but her owl posts. I just call it uh, pellets. Okay. Because it's like what they vomit up. Because owl posts is like emails. Sometimes, sometimes I got to explain them. Thick as a post, this guy right here. <laughs> Thick as a post. Yeah, it's okay. Well, let's move on to chapter 31. The third task. I have page 611. Please. The entire section of Rita Skeeter's article about Harry Potter mm-hmm. and how he's evil. And it's titled, Harry Potter, Disturbed and Dangerous. So she has a this opportunity mm-hmm. squandered <laughs> to paint a wonderful story mm-hmm. about a truthful story about how horrible Harry Potter is and she fucks it up she talks about shit that either isn't true or is not that bad right. compared to the things we know he's done and does and enjoys doing as documented by 30 previous episodes of Death Readers 
I mean, like, lady, I did the fucking legwork for you. It's right there. <laughs> just, like, just write it down. And write the, I gave you the fucking page numbers. Write it down. <laughs> like, it wouldn't be hard to transcribe our podcast into a research paper about Harry Potter, how and fucked up he is. But what we instead get <laughs> is this little fucking lazy bullshit. And I just, I was disappointed in her. Like, show some grit, Rita. Like, really dig in. Yeah, you, she has more than enough leads to produce some shit and draw some real authentic hard hitting conclusions right no she just coasts on her tabloid laurels it's just it's just just disappointing i just just wanted more and that's that's my 611 note okay 615 yeah go ahead the weasley's showing up for harry that was warm and fuzzy although i do like ron's little i mean it's not even really pointed out but you can just like oh so he's the better son (laughs) got it like that Macaulay Culkin film. Yeah. Don't fuck with me, Harry. <laughs> um, 621. 621. 616. Okay. Uh, Mi- oh. Well, okay. I, I want to do mine first because okay. it relates to the thing you just said. Okay. 621. 621 is, okay. is it mentions that Hermione, Ron, Bill, and Mrs. Weasley are in the stands rooting for Harry. Yeah. At the, when, at the th- start of the third task. Sure. Where are Ginny, Fred, George, and Mr. Weasley? I can acknowledge that Mr. Weasley may be at work. Sure. I don't even know if Mrs. Weasley has a job. Right. Because she has so many kids. I'm assuming her job is to take care of the kids. Mm -hmm. And because there's nothing ever asserted by the book that says she's doing anything else. I know why Percy's not there. They cover that. And I know why uh, Charlie. Mm -hmm. I know why he's not there. They cover that. Fred and George are in this book already, but they're they're not here. They're at the school. They're at the school. Ginny's at the school. In this book, where are they? I have no idea. I don't think I even noticed it. She doesn't throw in any kind of secretive and the other Weasleys. There's no explanation of why they're not they're there. Just not there. There's no. There's no even reference to them existing. She covers everybody else except you know Mr. Weasley, Jenny, and the twins. Right. I just don't. It's weird. Just it's confusing. Because Mrs. Weasley has the thing. Here's the thing. She has three other kids at this fucking school. <laughs> at the time that she's there, why isn't she hanging out with them? Why isn't she like? told their professors, get them out here to meet me. I'm hanging out with my children right now. There's none of that. So either I'm hoping that it'll be revealed in some way with the Fred and George mystery, but Ginny, I don't understand. I was hoping that, I justified it to myself that Fred and George are probably preoccupied with whatever scam they're running involving the Owlry, Mm -hmm. but Ginny is unexcusable and unexcused. Maybe she just couldn't handle looking at Harry one more time. What? No, she would love to look at him. That's what I'm saying. She's so consumed by her desire to look at him that it's eating her up inside. She's burning hot and bright. Her hair is winter fire. January embers? My heart burns it too. Oh. I think this is oh, yeah. in like March. <laughs> March embers. Uh, this is June. Oh. That's what I said. January embers. Oh, you said January? Yes. Ju- okay. I-, I heard you say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I picked it up. Mm-hmm. My ears heard there, too. Page 616, I think you said. <laughs> Mrs. Weasley, you saucy minx. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Unsettling. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of a couple... They uh, weren't going out for a stroll. No, but it reminds me of a couple episodes ago where... Uh, probably 15 episodes, maybe exactly ago, where... I'm sure it was a number of episodes, exactly. In episode 16 of Death Readers, we okay. have a conversation where we say, where we talk about how... Harry should be investigating the Marauders map mm-hmm. and asking questions about. Or someone should let Harry know that it's his fucking dad inside the the Marauders. Right. Map. And so that he could have a conversation with his right. dad, even if it's a version of his dad that isn't his dad yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and you made the uh, very observant point that yeah, but that might be weird because at this point in time, the dad's age, he'll only want to talk about potentially sex inappropriate stuff. things. Right. <laughs> 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 It was a while ago. I can't exactly remember what I uh, said, but let the record show it was probably inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wholly inappropriate. <laughs> this show is like Professor Flitwick. Lowbrow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think I'm, more than the content, I'm offended by how much you enjoyed that. <laughs> just one of those things when it comes to you and you're like, I, this might work. <laughs> um, I had to hit something. <laughs> um, the, uh, but it reminds me of that where it's like you, you made a really good point of like, it's the, I think your exact words were, 
yeah, but it's the it, it's the worst conversation you could have with your dad. Right. And it's like, yeah, and now we're reading the, that almost that exact conversation with these characters' mother about right. their dad. Right. And she couldn't be happier to kind of like, you know, tiptoe through the tulips about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's fucking creepy. Uh, it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> Fair enough. Also that he got, like, she insisted, here, okay, clear this up for me, because okay. I think I know what this means, but as, as I was about to say it, I, it occurred to me that there was another option. Okay. She mentions that her, that Mr. Arthur still has the... The marks. The marks. Question. Those lashings from the school or lashings from her? I had never in my life considered it until now. It could also be teeth marks. It could. It could be any kind of marks. Ooh. But, but what, which ones do you think? I think it's probably the school. I think the school probably employed some sort of corporal punishment back then. I don't know. I'm liking the other one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense as to why they have so many fucking kids. I mean. <laughs> they just can't keep their hands off each other or their whips and handcuffs. Yep. Or do they have those? Because the, would those be muggle items? Oh. I know from Fantastic Beasts 2. I don't think that Ford was the first thing he enchanted. In Fantastic Beasts 2, Dumbledore has, like, magic handcuffs on. And the, one of the last scenes is the guys, like, un, they, they point their wands at him and his handcuffs pop open and, right. and come off. So... They do have magical handcuffs. Restraints of some sort. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure uh, Sirius Black is photographed in chains. Mm -hmm. Is it called a photograph? Oh, I don't know. A gifograph. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Videograph? No, that wouldn't be video. Well, there's no audio, but it could still be video. Do they use photons? Do magic cameras use photons? They don't have magic cameras. They have old cameras. Wait, do they have magic cameras? The, maybe they have regular the magic, cameras. Maybe the magic film. I think it's the development process. It's the solution. It's the mm. potion mm. that you develop it on instead of Dectol. Okay. Well, we've cleared that one up at least. The point is, Ms. Weasleys, Weasleys are kinky. DTF. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to BDSM, Mrs. Weasley is A-OK. <laughs> um, do you have anything before my... Uh, well, I'm at, now I'm at 628. 618. Do it. We never really talked about Hermione's small, sad Easter egg. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? So. Oh, with with Mrs. Weasley. Mrs. Weasley. So they did one of those um, fly through the chapters, or th- fly through the months chapters, including the Easter holidays, where okay. Harry and Ron each received a uh, Easter oh. egg the size of an ostrich egg, chock right. full of homemade toffee, right. and Hermione's was the size of a chicken egg, which she looked at sadly. And this is where the payoff of that scene, where she comes in and Mrs. Weasley gets all like. Hello. Sour with her. And then Harry has to be like, dude, yeah. that thing you just said to that other guy seconds ago, same place. Yeah. She's like, oh. And she becomes considerably more warmer. But it just seems like another lump Hermione has to take by knowing these people. Hermione takes probably the most lumps she of does. all the people in there. I mean, except if you want to argue Harry because he does fucking die. But <sighs> but does he? Not enough. He's, just, he's grandstanding. He doesn't die enough. And we're not there yet. No. I can't. That's the that's the fucking payoff. Um. <laughs> Your series ends two chapters early. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I just... like that. I, I mean, I, I noticed. I liked it. I felt like it was a. It was kind of rushed though. Mm-hmm. Like Harry just says, "Mrs. Weasley, if you're thinking that Hermione's, if you're mad at her, I'm not her boyfriend." And then it's, that's it. And then she's like, "Okay," and it's just all better. Yeah. But where, where's her fucking toffee? Well, I mean, she's like, "Where's my fucking toffee, witch?" Fair enough, I guess, but like, as I don't know, I don't think I, I because she's we, a witch. Going back to like episode two or three of Death Readers, the idea of there being an economy of sweets in the fucking wizarding world makes no goddamn sense, especially at Hogwarts. They can just ha- they have all the access to the in the world to as much food as they fucking want. Yet for some reason they still like do things like the twins break into the kitchen to steal sweets. They still have to buy chocolate frogs. They still have to buy all this stuff. It's like literally every day you get an enormous amount of food that always comes with a dessert. It just wait. It's like eat more at dinner. Like magic food there, remember? It doesn't make you doesn't make you fat. But it does cost something. And it it costs because nah, they just magically replicate it. They don't, though, and you know that. No, you can magically oh. replicate food if you have some to begin with. That's covered in book but that's seven. Not, that doesn't account for magic frogs, every flavored beans. No. Any of that stuff. No. And also, can you just make every flavored bean once and then magically replicate it? Have literally no overhead and just make money? No, because don't the replications disappear eventually? 
Like not, the, is like there the not leprechaun, leprechaun gold? gold? Chocolate covered leprechaun gold. It's like you're eating nothing. Because you are. I like it. And then that ties into what we know about the plumbing in Harry Potter where you poop nothing. Oh, there you go. It's just air. Hogwarts yeah, it is doesn't full make of farts. <laughs> More like fartworts. Mm. Hog farts? No, neither. No? No. Again, they're not all going to be winners. Nope. This, those jokes were like crumb and fleur. Not winners. <laughs> well, that's all I have for that chapter. Oh, really? Yeah. 628. Mm. Uh, the quote here I have written down is, Cedric's footsteps soon died away. <laughs> And I thought, we get it. Yeah, I know. He stops dead and he dies away. He's, uh, it, how many pages does he have until he's actually fucking dead? Not many. You know, I'd say you were, uh, like in any other book series, it'd be like, you're just reading into it. But I think you're onto something. I Nobody, think this is completely on purpose. Yeah, of course, of course it is. I mean, I, she doesn't say, she doesn't use that word to, uh, in a, okay, for an author that overuses the options of, of descriptive language. Sure. Um, she, uses these words specifically in, in these situations for this character that is going to die. You so, know, I think I found a similar one in the next chapter. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But I think it's another, like, thing, like, where we noticed in the past, Harry hissing. Or, like, I think there was something to do in this book earlier about how... She has these weird little... It, and, like, it's arguably foreshadowing, but it's also just... It's more like asides. It's more like... Uh, you know, fortuitous asides, like mm-hmm. the whole thing about like, you know, Peter, so a lot of people would give their right arm to do this for me. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. He's going to cut his fucking arm off. <laughs> um, I guess that would be like, here's the thing though. This is what makes these things good is if I didn't see the fucking movies, I wouldn't pick up on it. Sure. At all. And it's hard to read it with that virginal attitude. Right. I would probably just be like, those are weird ways to talk now. I'm moving to the next page. <laughs> That's how you usually read a book. Yeah. <laughs> um, page 629. I get this feeling that like JK, much like with her songs that she'd write into mm-hmm. her books, mm-hmm. is really proud of her riddles. It's not a bad riddle. All riddles are bad riddles. Why? Riddles are fun. Riddles are stupid. Okay. This is my reason dis- for thinking okay. riddles why, are stupid. Why do you think riddles are stupid? Because I have way too many ways to think of different options that all equally answer the fucking riddle. It's like a crossword puzzle, though. It's like a... It's not, because there's not just one answer. There could be anything. That, like, for example, this one specifically talks about not wanting to kiss something and involving the sound you make when you think, right? Those are basically the big clues into this, in this puzzle. Those are the two things that Harry fixates on to solve the puzzle. Oh, I don't want to kiss a spider for some reason as opposed to all the other fucking things you don't want to kiss because er is in the is in is the sound you make when you well, think. Well, spy and er, he works that out. Spy er, spy er. I oh, guess, spider, I don't want to kiss. I guess that's a little more fair, but still like I think that wasn't the That's the, why it's like a crossword puzzle. But the clue the for three the spy riddles part wasn't line that. up to make the fourth answer. But the spy part could have been any other word, couldn't it? It could have, but it didn't fit in with the other two clues. Here's my point. Okay. What I, I for example, make, I don't make the sound er when I think. I make the sound uh. Well, maybe it's a British thing. Maybe it is, but that's my point. It doesn't fucking work. Like, if you're not exactly the person the riddle's written for, mm-hmm. I mean, it's too, there's just too many options. But also, if you're looking for a sound that you make for a hard to find word, you could go uh, er, eh, mm. Exactly. Well, and you would go through them all and see which one fit with the other clues. Like much. a crossword. Mm, I don't, I still disagree. I just, I mean. I'm, I'm saying that, that Sphinx is basically Will Shorts. You think Will Shorts would attack people if they don't get this crosswords right? Yes. Have you seen the Sunday edition? I walk into the room and I look, he's like, oh, using a pen. <laughs> I'll wait. Brave. <laughs> Brave is better. I know. Hey, shut up. Um, anyway fuck riddles sphinxes are cool except when they do this shit (laughs) except when they do the one thing they're famous for also fuck riddles like Tom yeah well no not that not not the good kind of fuck the dismissive kind of fuck oh I thought you meant like enjoys sexually no 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 
Do you have something against people without noses? Yes. Well, I'll let you know this. He How does do they smell? Nose. Pretty bad. The answer is actually terrible, but I'll give it to you. Willfully given? <laughs> How about that maze? What did you think of that maze? Was that this chapter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was... that was like, the point of this chapter, actually. Uh, yeah, it was fine, I guess. I don't... Not a lot of, not a lot of uh, obstacles in Harry's way. That's weird. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. You're saying that that's deliberate. He does get fucking attacked by a scroot. Yeah. And a spider that are both. Well, the spider was actually for going for Cedric. Still, the scroot was also going for Cedric at first, and then found Harry. That's probably true. How about that gold mist? That was pretty cool. That was kind of cool. That's an obstacle that was in his way. Yeah. I like that it took Harry to think. All right, just let go and do the opposite, and you'll be. And leap of faith and it worked for him yeah but um i don't i don't know whatever these things don't interest me no like it's like this is basically the the comic section of the paper yeah but it's like those riddles yeah it sucks there's mazes it's all bad fucking kathy eek ack erk ack but it's for the spider er yeah spidak it reminds me a lot of the end of the first book which also sucked Oh, I can see that with the, with the, like, with the trials. Here's or... a riddle with the poison. Also, look at the chess game. It's like, flip. <laughs> flip. <laughs> That's you paging through the book. Yes. That took me a second. Yeah, that was me with the pages just going through it, <laughs> getting through it. I guess it reminds me of, like, puzzle books and things like that, and I just don't fucking care about those. They never have interested me or been an enjoyment. Um, so reading a character doing a puzzle book is fucking boring so anyway for me for me and that's just how the that's how my perspective is and it's okay hey, not saying okay. that anyone who does like it is stupid no you wouldn't or anyone who gets joy out of riddles is wasting their fucking time no, no, you or that you know someone you know plays chess and they're smart I don't know yeah whatever I like the part where Cedric refused to take the uh, the goblet. Oh, big surprise. The... You were down with the character that was being willfully obtuse and obstinate for no reason. Mm, I think it's more that I was down with the character who's being uh, selfless and generous. Oh, right. That's why I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, righteous, maybe mm. even. Oh, lame. Maybe, maybe a little uh, morally superior. Because he knows the real glory is in denying himself the easy glory. What? Cedric knows that if he won that, if he grabbed the, if he won, if he took the, the Triwizard Cup, he would win the tournament, but he knows he would have been a loser mm-hmm. because Harry really deserved it. So in order to really win, to win the, the sub game mm-hmm. of honor, mm-hmm. he can't win the tournament. But Harry outfoxed him. Harry did. Harry played into that so that they could both win because that's really all Cedric wanted. Which is really what made Harry the winner winner. Yeah. Cedric does die, so that sucks. But does he? Is that coming up? Yeah. Yeah. He's only got two and a half pages of life left. I know. It sucks. He's so good. God, well, I wish if I had a time turner, I'd go back to that moment with like real big like metal clamps that you use for like uh, heating up iron. That's like an interesting forge. thing you say. And I would pick it up, mm-hmm. and I would just walk over to Harry, and I would toss it at him on the ground, <laughs> make him touch it. Then he'd go, whoop! He would dis- disapparate, and go over to fucking Voldemorty, and I'd be like, hey, Cedric, I just saved your fucking life. Time turner, out! And then I'd run away to match up with myself. That's a really interesting thing you said there. Why? Because they use time turners later, and they don't do, do this? I'm just saying there might be some... Plot points with Time Turners and Cedric in The Cursed Child. What? <laughs> what? But. What? It may not go the way you expect. Oh, no. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? Just give me a little. What a horrible thing to say. A little foreshadowing. That's a spoiler. Well, it said might. I said might. Oh, my God, they might Rob. Not too. Oh, my God. God, you couldn't have told me something I would have been more happy with to read on my own than Cedric Diggory comes back because of a time turner in some capacity. Oh, good lord. And we have to read how many more books before I get to read that? 
three. Fuck. The biggest books in the world. Fuck. I have to read Ulysses thrice. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, Seti. Anyway, Cedric's the fucking best character in Harry Potter next to fucking Hagrid and Hedwig, so and whatever. Je- Jenny, of course. I don't give a shit. What about Albus Dumbledore? Mm. Hermione's so much better than all of those guys. If your name starts with H, you're fucking the best. Her- Hermione, Hedwig, Hagrid, not Harry. <laughs> if your name's Harry, you're the fucking worst. Okay, okay. And that's also how I feel about One Direction. I don't know anything about One Direction except one of the guys named Harry. Oh, okay. I, was I think fixed. he's famous for having hair. That's I. I was. That's how far behind I was in the One Direction. Oh, they're already like done. Like their whole like arc. That's is how over. far behind I. You're am. so far behind that for you it hasn't started. <laughs> nice. Yeah, totally nice. Name another character in Harry Potter that starts with an H. Helga Hufflepuff. Yeah, sure. She rules. Hannah Abbott. Who's she? She was sorted in the first book. Oh. I think she's in Hufflepuff along with Helga. Hufflepuff. Sure, she's great. Anyway. I mean, you're down with the puffs. I, I think Hufflepuffs are, uh, I don't think that they, I don't think they deserve all the, like, self-righteousness they get because they're the shit on class, or, or you know, whatever you call them. You don't think they're a load of duffers? I don't know what that means. You know, more than one duffer. A load of duffers. Like the directors of the Avengers films? Like who I don't, they? it's just the, I don't know, what is the or duffers? Or that Stranger Things? Yeah, I think it's Stranger Things. Yeah. The Russos did Avengers. Right. The Duffers did Stranger Things. Ugh. With children. Oof. What? Oh. Oh, <laughs> goddamn. What an ass. <sighs> it's the name of the show, man. It stars. I'm not playing your little games. Nope. Nope. Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. So, are we on to chapter 32? Are we? Um, did we finish the thoughts all about how Cedric is the fucking best? Well, I, th- I feel like we can have an in memoriam at the start of this chapter. Cedric rules. Um, yeah, let's go to chapter 32. Flesh, blood, and bone. 639. Go for it. Mine, mine is on six, my note is on 643, so go ahead. I think the part we were talking about happens before either of those. What, the death of Cedric? Yeah. Yes? More like Dedrick Diggory. Dedrick Diggeron Gravery. God, you need a new copy. No, I don't. You don't understand. Yeah, and see, here's another bit of foreshadowing. Cedric was lying spread-eagled on the ground beside him. He was dead. She's totally uh, hinting at the um, impending death. Cedric. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. So, which, I'm sorry, what did you say your page number was? Mine's the, the 643. 639. I really enjoyed the disjointed description. Okay, I got a little, I got a little ass here. A little, little annoying. A little, little dickish. And I wrote, disjointed description depicting discombobulation. About how confused he is? I like how she's kind of covering everything spatially that Harry's noticing. Oh, yes. It doesn't yes. seem connected to things. It's right. like, and the snake is here, and the and Cedric's body is there, and his wand's by Cedric's feet, but the baby thing is over here. And it just it, it just seems really kind of... Well, yeah, he's... It, we spaced it. Yeah, yeah imagine you're Imagine you're vanished to a place. Sure. And you, you, that's you trying to get your grip about what's happening, your spatial awareness of mm-hmm. what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone's just been killed. You've just been cut. You're bound. You've been slapped in the face. It's, it's And you're it, hurt. Your, right. your forehead hurts a lot. Right. It, it was just, it, it was really cool. It put me, I, I, I read through it twice. I'm like, I don't think I've ever appreciated this before. It was, it was a cool moment. I, what I noticed about it was how much uh, I had not noticed in the movies, I guess, where we were. Like, I'm pretty sure, I, I don't, maybe it's just like I haven't seen that movie in a long time, mm-hmm. but I... You didn't know it was a graveyard, or...? I knew it was a graveyard. I didn't know where, and I didn't oh, know why, and oh, I didn't oh. know it specifically... That was Little Hangleton. Yes, like, because uh, I don't think it's... it's. I, I personally don't feel like in my memory that that part of the uh, books is developed enough, or the movie is developed Absolutely enough. Absolutely not. Uh, you see the name on the gravestone, but right. you're thinking Voldemort's grave for some reason. Right, right. Or you see, like... 
uh, in the beginning, they do have the Nagini vision, mm -hmm. but like you don't really understand. They don't say this is. I don't remember. I don't remember how it works exactly, but my, my memory is that it is sort of disjointed. Voldemort's just somewhere coming right. back to life. Right. There's a snake somewhere, right? But we don't know where. And so for me, when they grab the port key and they transport in the movie, it always just felt like I don't know where they are spatially. I get, I can see everything, but I don't have any context to why this is. How far away from Hogwarts this is, right? Or any of that stuff. Not even like, the mountains are gone, right? Any of that. So, like for me, it was just like maybe they're just outside of the grounds or something like that. You know, I just don't fucking know. But in the book, I, I really noticed in this chapter, in your, what you're saying with the description of the area, how much it called to mind the first chapter in the book. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, we're back. Okay, back cool. In that, That's back in that crazy he town. didn't leave. Like right. that was interesting to me to think. Like this entire year, he's been stuck in that house still. Like waiting and hoping to get his, you know, just biding his time, and how like uh, that was cool. I, I liked, I, I liked knowing that. I guess I like, I liked understanding that that was happening in in the sequence. Mm -hmm. So you know, she did a good job there. Okay. You got what else? Six forty. Six forty. Do it. Okay, so this is gonna a little dark. Oh, I can't wait. And I will say, the, this occurred to me in this chapter, but it's something I've read like on a on a fan page somewhere, a message okay. board, what have you. It's not a theory I've come up with at all, but it occurred to me here, even though it's somewhat answered in the next chapter, it doesn't necessarily disprove this. So how did Voldemort get this body he currently has? Yes. His child-sized body. Yes. People have posited that perhaps Bertha Jorkins was involved. Oh, like making a baby? I'm nodding. Oh, okay. For the, for the listeners. Right. Yes. Oh, yes, that's... and they said they say in the next chapter something like, Wor "He Wormtail was provided with instructions on how to get him a body and do things, and that worked for this inner." And you're like, uh, "It had not even occurred." Yeah, okay, and, it, and it's just like I'm like, I don't know, just wondering if you had thoughts on that. I because now is, I do. It is a it is a floated theory. Uh, that's fucking weird. Um. I mean, I was hoping it was something different, and here's why. Okay. I like being gross. Sure. Okay? But I, I think it's also... So, in that sense, I really like this idea that what I think you're suggesting is <laughs> that Voldemort instructed Wormtail on how to have sex with Bertha Jorkins until she birthed a child. That could be possessed. That could be possessed. Which is fucking weird and creepy, but... and. But it's awesome, also. And really J.K. Like Rowling, it. with the names, Bertha, Jorkins. Bertha. That, that one yeah. just occurred to me. Wow, that is pretty, it's pretty solid. Um, she birthed the Jorkins, all right. I don't know I'm that. Sorry. That's not. Um, you, you you didn't need to go that far. I didn't. I didn't. You didn't need to go that far. We can take, um, it, out. We can take it out. That's fine. What I was thinking of was how he's describing uh, how he dealt with Quirrell. Mm -hmm. And what we know about how he possessed Quirrell, and, and the reason that, uh, okay, so in this situation, the word possess isn't clear. Like, what that means is And technically, clear. this is in the next chapter, but we can, sure. it's still all related. So. It, it's, it's not clear what possession means in this world, because in when I think of possession, I think about, like, psychic possession, I guess. I think about, like, uh, like exorcist. Mind, yeah, mind's like, taking over. Right, right. But it also seems in, in the case of Quirrell, and I'm going to guess whatever happened with Bertha, that it also involves uh, physical manifestations of the possession. So, like, I had this vision in my head, which I thought would have been cooler. If this, Okay, so imagine this. The, the way it's laid out in the book is uh, he possesses Quirrell, then he abandons him in spirit form, and he dies. It take, took too much energy out of him, and he died. And then he goes and he hangs out in the forest in Albania as a spirit somehow. And it's not clear as to how Peter even knows to that he's found him. Like, they don't describe, like, what that looked like and no. how, that, how that interacted. Like Just that he had some clues because he talked to rats. Right. And right. that's it. And, and then, like, Bertha's involved and it's ambiguous as to how that went down. But somehow he's in a body. So it occurred to me that I would like it better... If and it would be, it would fit more in line with the way this this series kind of works, is if when he was possessing Quirrell after uh, Harry passed out, because that's what happened in that book, mm -hmm. knowing that he had no escape or whatever, Voldemort from the back of Quirrell's head used the all the energy he had manifested to crawl out of uh, the skull and the body of Quirrell, like 
Making up a body out of yes. spare bits of coral. Yes, yes. Making a body out of spare bits of coral and like just like imagine this awesome body horror that's scene not, yeah, that's... where he's just like ripping the skin yeah. off and, and, and like. Sounds like right out of Hellraiser. Exactly. Sounds fantastic. And fucking coral just becomes like a, like an empty husk of yeah. skin, like a rubber, like, you know, you'd see, you know, it was like in, like in uh, fucking Wolf Cop or in like, um, uh, you know, like the thing when you just have like flesh hunks left over or whatever. Like that, and he's just, but he's just like jerky, like like a like a fucking uh, Doug Jones, Guillermo del Toro like action like sequence where he's sure. just ripping himself forth, uh, like like also like uh, the the birthing scenes of the Orokai in the Lord of the Rings right. films where okay. they're just like birthing through Earth and stuff, and they're just fucking gross and horrible, like that, but through, from another human's body. There's actually other films that I could cite to describe this in more detail, even in more specifically, uh, like for example. Uh, Mystics of Bali. <laughs> uh, there's a sequence where a, a, a possessed woman gets her uterus filled by a spirit or something, and then a full human bursts forth from her vaginal canal. So, but like less proper birthing, but more and, and in reverse from the skull. But something like that, um, where he, where the new Voldemort babe, like just lurches forward, and he's just he, all of his, like he just gets progressively more atrophied all the way down his body so his mm-hmm. feet are just like flippers they're like he looks like a seal essentially mm-hmm. he's just he's all forearms and, and head and just like barely crawling his way out somehow he apparates or something and he figures out a way to get out of there and then he slowly grows into more mature physical form but he's still weak and that's when he needs peter and i thought that would be much cooler than that's very cool then he's i guess i'm a ghost guy Who's just sort of wafting? He's like, I'm just wafting. <laughs> Hope somebody finds me. I'm wafting here. Um, yeah, and then and then gets pissy at all of his dudes who don't find him wafting in the Albanian forest because you know they frequent it so much. <laughs> just it's, it's, no, he's a he's a horrible dictator. It's weak. What a dictator. Is he a potato too? Ah, uh, yes. Shouldn't do that to your potatoes. No. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't dick my potatoes if I were you. Anyway, that was my idea for what would have been cooler uh, for me, but. I want to see that movie. I like that you could build an entire movie around that set piece. It doesn't have to be Harry Potter. I like it. Thanks. But yeah, I think we're going to mail this good. podcast to ourselves. Yes. Uh, copyright Death Readers. <laughs> 641. Okay, go for it. Wormtail used the hand missing fingers. Ooh. How shabby and cheap. Well, I mean, it didn't say how much of the hand was needed. He still gave him. A thumb and three fingers you, instead of four. You could argue that he already gave Voldemort that finger. I'm saying he's being a little bit frugal. There's nothing wrong with being frugal. Well, I think he's not giving his master his due. Maybe that's why Voldemort cru- crucios him afterwards, too. Yeah. He does. You deserve this pain. You know that, right, Peter? Of course I do. Mr. Magoo. <laughs> Harry, my boy. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I, if I would do it, I would pick the same fucking hand. I have the least amount to lose with this hand. Lop. Oh no, 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 no! It was lop, which is always weird that she describes an upward swing of the knife. Would that be easier? Seems like it wouldn't be. It'd be a sharp knife, magical knife. Oh, no, man. That's it for me. Okay, my note is. Uh, 643, and I, I wrote here, I had to read 643 pages of <laughs> delightful children's literature to get to eight pages of totally awesome brutality. <laughs> Finally, Magic Hitler is back. <laughs> All true. <laughs> All true. 640 fucking, three, 643 fucking pages. Of whimsy. Of, of, next time pluck up the courage to ask me, not as a last resort. <laughs> and these things, these little worms fart fire. And, <laughs> oh, here's, you read a, you got a letter from an owl that just has a paw print on it. What, what joy, rapture. Like, it's just. And then I get to a fucking like I uh Okay. To okay. more to more articulately describe what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Please. This book's written for children. Yes. I understand that. Okay. However, 
these eight pages were awesome for any age. At least as far as I can tell. They're, these were great. These eight pages were fucking great. It just sucks <laughs> that you have to, like for someone like me to want to read this, to read this book and you have to read like Moby Dick first. Like, I don't know, it's like 643 pages and then you get like, I've just signed up sort of like, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's fine, it's fine, it's good, I guess. And then you get some shit that's like, this is exactly what I want to see. I want more of this. And it's just like, uh, I don't know, it's just, it just feels like, like eating something that's extremely not nutritious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're convincing yourself it's nutrici- nutritious. It's like reading something that's not as... No, it's 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 lacking in all the basic food groups until we get to this part. Yeah. And then it's just like Soylent Green. Like you have a sequence where you fucking take a, the bones of your dad, the, you cut the arm off of your servant, and then the blood of your enemy, and then that... Like I don't even... Okay, of all the minutia, like criticism I've been bringing for 31 fucking episodes I don't give a fuck about learning why all these things matter because this is this is fantasy done right Mm -hmm. this is the part where I get it like all of this is it doesn't it doesn't need to be explained because the uh, visuals make sense Mm -hmm. the visuals justify everything this is just magic like in, in one of the only times in the book I feel like that's worth as a a justification or it's good as a justification qualifies as a justification is this moment because you know what I can imagine witches and wizards might use fucking blood and bones and flesh in black magic it's all I need to know and it just fucking works Mm -hmm. it just it just is beautiful um so it reminded me of like that there was a a chapter way early on I forget I think it was in season two i think it was in uh uh chamber of secrets that was like the the it, this chapter reminds me of that the chapter in chamber of secrets where harry meets dobby where it's just like everything works everything just she's like she found her her vein of genius again but like god damn there's a lot of other stuff around it early on in the book you mean when he meets him in the in the bedroom yeah okay. in that chapter he's like you know the the, the comedy's there the timing's there there's no extra bullshit it's just like it does the thing it needs to do, and it's fucking great. And I think I think I realized what it was that bothered me so much about this series is that she fucked herself up by framing all of these fucking books as to have to exist through an entire fucking school year at Hogwarts. That is a goddamn curse mm-hmm. because it's so fucking boring. So much of it is just not interesting bullshit. Whereas there is an interesting story hidden in here, right? And but you have to like. Because the whole year, dig through the whole thing to get to it. Um, There's got to be a hundred-page abridged version of this book that would be awesome. And it's, but like, yeah, fucking, (laughs) gotta read the whole thing. But the teen angst. I mean, I get, I I get that all of it is. It's, I guess that's the thing. Is that for me, it is just so much of a slog, though. Like, I like. It's not that I dislike even most of the stuff. It's just like, why couldn't this be three books? You know, like, why couldn't the year be split up into quarters per of... Task. Uh, yeah, yeah, or per task, or something like that, or or whatever. But it's one fucking book. Like, I have to haul this piece of shit around, like, <laughs> to read it or whatever. And it's just, it's fucking big. And I don't feel like it needs to be. Well, the next one's bigger. Great. Um, that's all I had for this chapter, is really just the summary of... That I, again, for as much shit as I give this series, I liked this chapter. And there are... Again, it does, it's, I'm not really trying to talk about, like, when I say liked it, I'm not really talking about, like, I'm trying to justify my tastes because my tastes are superior. Mm-hmm. It's more like this feels like a writer who's actually in the zone. Sure. Like, you can, when you read a writer who's doing the thing that they wanted to be doing this for, you feel it. Do you think she wrote this first and then kind of fleshed out the book to get to this point? Maybe. I don't know. But, like, what I'm guessing is by book four, she knows her structure and she knows what she has to do. Right. And I, I kind of wonder how much of the stuff that I I can pick up on being fluff is fucking fluff. Like, I would wonder if she writes down, like you're saying, maybe she wrote this first. Like, I need to get Harry to this point because this is fucking awesome. And then I just ha- – and I, I know I want this incident to happen. I know I want this action to happen. These are my main interesting things. But I have a whole, essentially 12 months to fill, 9, 10 months to fill in this story, and I've got to cram a lot into there. 
like because I've structured these books to be this way. Also, I want to point out that it isn't we're not fully there yet. Right. But this book is very close to ending. It is true. With Harry, with the villain, in a dark, secluded location where the <laughs> villain explains his plot, maybe the defense of the dark arts teacher is there. I mean... It hasn't happened yet. I haven't seen the defense of the dark arts teacher yet. No. Not yet. No. But anyway, um, just pointing out that so far the formula is holding up. Wow, there's there's a lot of pages left. Anything could happen. Anything at all. All right, I'm ready to move on to chapter 33. Please. I don't have any notes for this chapter because this is mostly Voldemort. I will get to it. Fine. You want you want to do it for you want to do it your do, way. Do it right. You want to do it right. Yeah. You want to do it correctly. Yes. Freaking ready. Moving on to chapter 33. The Death Eaters. That's right. What were you going to say? That's their namesake chapter. That's what my fucking note is. <laughs> my first note is 644. I said, yay! It's the group from which we named our podcast. Yeah, no. The, the Magic Nazis. Ooh. Well, <laughs> I mean... Look at your face like I had never thought of that. To be fair, <laughs> they're more... I am not now, nor have I ever been affiliated with the Death Eaters. How I look at them is more like a small group mm. of impassioned individuals mm. who are... feel like they've got the wrong de- raw deal. Erudite. Oh. Uh, analytical. <laughs> uh. Perceptive. Yeah. Um, exclusive. <laughs> and maybe a little zealous about their opinions. That's how I look at it. <laughs> That's how you look at it. That's the similarities I see. I'm saying we're taking the name back. From, from, from the Death Eaters. Yeah, but how are we taking it? I don't know. I didn't, think, it wasn't ours to begin I didn't really think that far ahead. We just took it. <laughs> right. We, we're kind of we, thieves. We culturally appropriated it. Ooh. I like the thief thing better. It's the same thing. Well... <laughs> It's less problematic for me to just be a thief. Yeah, but one's actually a crime. You know, it's not a crime. Cultural appropriation. <laughs> you know, it's a crime. Theft. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's my name? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a I noun and I a see. verb. Yeah. You know, what my name is. Uh, Doug. <laughs> yeah. You know, what you'd have to do to get a grave. You got to dug it. Sort of. <laughs> Oh, you called it. We're loopy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a loopy one. Did you have notes for this chapter? You nope, said you didn't. Okay. Not, not a one. This is, this is all the... 51. Recap. Go ahead. Okay. This is actually a, this is a good question. Okay. Uh, why would the Dementors be on Voldemort's side? Because they're evil. Are they evil? They just seem kind of like forces of nature who like evil. They're evil! Happiness. I think it's one of those... I, I honestly can't remember if, if it's if it, which group it's said about if it's the Dementors or the Giants, but I believe it's. Um, he says they would side with us about the Dementors. I feel like it's because Voldemort would promise them all the people they could eat, not just not just drain their feelings, but actually perform the kiss on. The Dementors are like the Marauders map. They're problematic creatures. I think they they their function in the world is confusing. Mm-hmm. If okay okay. They must occur naturally, right? How- I believe so. Right. So why aren't they just terrorizing all muggles all the time? Because you have wizards who know the Patronus charm and they come in and they save muggles? Do- they don't do that. You're making because, that up. No, well, I mean, look at it logically. <laughs> There's only one or two exclusively wizarding settlements in Britain. Right. Which means wizards live amongst muggles el- elsewhere. Which means when the Dementors show up and the Wizards can see them, they take care of them. Why wouldn't they just go... Why wouldn't the Dementors, just because they can travel, it seems, without impediments, they fly? Mm-hmm. Um, why wouldn't they just go somewhere where people are densely fucking packed? Like India? Sure. Or something like that? Or like China? Like find places where there's a lot of people in a lot of small areas. You know, fucking... China and cities. India have Wizards, too. Do they? Sure. Oh, you're just saying that. Am I? Or do I remember playing the Quidditch World Cup video game? That is... Okay, two things. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I was like, I have sports game too. I guess that's fair. I mean, I guess there are people everywhere. It just like feels like... 
just confusing. And I feel like there's opportunities there to also like say, no, but like that's why we have ghost stories because it's dementors. It's all dementors. Or like, no, because like that's why we have boogeyman stories because it's the dementors. That's what's happening. And it's like, children just don't fucking die because there was a dementor in their closet. Like that doesn't happen. No. That unless, would, unless they get kissed. Unless their parents were a fucking wizard and they're like, expecto patronum. How fucking awesome would it be for your patronus to be something not cool? Like like if it was a slow little turtle. Expecto patronum. He's just a little, little turtle like <laughs> just 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 slowly just chewing lettuce, just <laughs> And the Dementor has to be like I'm terrified of this. <laughs> no, put it away. <laughs> I like that. That makes me happy. Or like a manatee, or just like just sits there. Or what if you got like a halibut? <laughs> like it just lays there. There's no water. Just there's not even water. It's just flopping around. Just sort of flops, and then like the dementor has to react the same way because it's it's really the the manifestation of the thing, not right. the thing itself. Right. Anyway. Just confuses me that they'd be on their side. Again, there's a lot more in this in the books that attributes like conscious thought to the Dementors than it appears in the movies, and that just confuses me because I, I really like them more as like I here's okay. I guess the problem is I think of them kind of like the uh, ring wraiths. Yeah. Okay. And the ring wraiths are really effective re- representations of what I think these things are supposed to be. They're like, you know persistent, undefeatable, undead monsters that are trying to kill you and when they touch you, they make you fucking sad and, like, hopeless. Right. And they they can just fucking kill you like that. But they have agency, don't they? They have thought, the ring wraiths. They do, but only... Uh, but you can't really tell. Like, you can't really reason okay. with them. They have, like... They're already under the control of somebody else. Sure. The Dementors seem to be, like, free agents and that seems weird for some reason. Also, I just don't understand them. Like, I don't understand they're, they're, they're corpses or they're not. Like, what the fuck is this thing? Like, how does it work? Where does it it's come probably, from? It's probably another amalgam of negative human feeling like the poltergeist. Like the poltergeist? Yeah. Do, you, do you want to look it up? you want to look at, like, a Harry Potter wiki? Not at see all. see what it says Dementors are? No, because I'm wondering if it'll actually come up in the books in this series. I don't remember if they do, but we can wait. Yeah, let's wait. We let's wait, wait till after we finish this and then we'll answer all our own questions. So here's another problem I was confused by. And this might just be me being confused, but there's a part where Voldemort is explaining his plan Mm -hmm. and it confused me. He said that trying to capture Harry at the World Cup would be proved difficult, as I think what he says. But did he try to capture Harry at the World Cup? Because in the same chapter, he sort of chides uh, Malfoy for... N- not coming to find him and also applauds him for his work at the World Cup but his chiding for not coming to find him is about right now not earlier not coming to find him like while he's at his parents house hold on and the the thing that's confusing is it makes it seem like the World Cup events with the Death Eaters were simultaneously an attempt to capture Harry so that he could be returned to Voldemort but then he also criticizes him for not coming to him it just I'm confused uh, I feel a couple things. Okay. I don't think he was praising Lucius for muggle torture at the World Cup. Okay. I thought he was saying, that's what you were doing with your fucking free time? Oh. Instead of coming to find me? Okay. Putting on, like, airs, but not actually doing anything effective. But was, okay. Um, he might be speaking on the behalf of someone else at the World Cup, who maybe had tried to capture Harry, but wasn't able to. Oh! And instead cast a dark mark. Oh, because we don't know about Ludo Bagman yet. Or Peter. Or Oh, the other one. <laughs> On the nose. Yeah, like like Santa. Yeah. Laying a finger outside of his nose. Up the chimney he fucking goes. Yeah, I feel like there's a couple more words. Is I missing there. one? Well, it's just the meter's wrong. Uh, well, if anyone know about incorrect meters, it's JK. Well, cause she's bad at writing songs and poems. Oh, you may not think I'm pretty. <laughs> you know. I do. Um, okay. So so that other guy was at the was at the World Cup do, being an agent for Voldemort. 
maybe more of a free agent at that time because we'll still figure it out in the coming sure. chapters. But um, okay, okay, that makes a little more sense. I feel like I'm cleared up now. I guess. Um, I still don't understand Voldemort's criticism for why didn't you come find me? Like because it's like again, even Peter had like a luck of the draw kind of thing. I, I I'm assuming he thought all of his followers were going to be like devout pilgrims who would drop everything and go scour the world for any trace of their master. It's the only part about Voldemort that I find unreasonable. Whoa! <laughs> Aptly named podcast. Why is that unreasonable? Why is Voldemort reasonable? It's so many questions. <laughs> Where do we begin? I mean, he he's he's at least very logical in all of his, uh, you know, his... Uh, aspirations. I don't know if he is logical because he doesn't always follow his thoughts through to the end. They seem logical, but he just stops when he gets the answer he wants. That's that's confirmation bias. He's not a scientist, though. I'm not asking. Yeah, but he. If you're gonna be logical, you need to be logical. He's not logical. That's what I'm saying. Well, it's logical from a certain point of view. A certain point of view. I don't remember. I don't either. (laughs) I was really happy with my read, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The. uh... So dumb. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, you know, he he like. I mean, I don't, I don't really actually know if we've ever really had to explain to us why he thinks, what his rationale behind Muggles not being okay to live is. is but um, they're lesser. Yeah, that, and by extension, he is more. Yeah, but that doesn't. I mean, I guess that's. And if you have to accept that they're pretty much equal to you, you just do a couple things that they I can't, and you're not special anymore. I haven't read that in the book though. I don't remember. I'm just explaining the mentality. Yeah, but I don't. It know. works pretty I much across the board. I can't trust that you're correct because I oh, don't see it in the book. I'm indirect. I can say that word. Or what? <laughs> I can even say that word. Shut up. Um, but yeah, like I, I just, I wish I could hear more about that. I guess because, and, and again, maybe it's something that. What if explaining to humans why? they should tribalize and attack people who are different from them is a lot easier than explaining why they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. So like explaining it in a book would be dangerous <laughs> and like potentially destructive. Uh, so it's better just to say he's a bad guy right? because he hates people who are different than him. And then you leave it to everybody else to fill in the blanks for the readers as to why that's bad. Right. Anyway, this part with, with Lucius just seemed weird. Just seemed strange. Um, but it is another, uh, you know, 10 or 15 pages of exposition, which has become another staple of these books towards the end. Which oh is, yeah. It's very, it's very Scooby-Doo. And I feel honestly, there's one, definitely one, maybe two more. No. Fucking awesome. I think I can almost guarantee there are two more. So it's like coming. Scooby-Doo, but also Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yes. It's a Scooby-Doo Lord of the Rings. Great. Cool. Well, I don't have any other notes. Um, uh, Bellatrix Lestrange was married? Yeah. Interesting. Because her last name's not normally Lestrange. See, I didn't notice... I guess I didn't think of it that way. I thought she was just like... You know how, like, if you have a female cousin or, like, an aunt, a female mm-hmm. aunt who changes her name... Yeah. Then her kids would have a different last name. Right. So I was thinking that's how they were related to Sirius. No, I think her last name might be Black. Okay. I can't. I don't know that for sure, but I think she might be Bellatrix Black, Narcissa Black, and the third one. We don't meet until the seventh book. Noir Black. <laughs> the blackest black. Lucy Schwartz. Is that black in German? Yeah. Not Lucy. Lucy's just Lucy. Oh. Should have said Schwartz Black. That'd be Black Black. That's exactly what I did. Oh right. Well, how about Noir Black? That's what I said. Anyway, uh, do you have anything else to say about no, this episode or I these think, chapters? I think I'm done. I don't know. Um, we'll do two and two and wrap this up. Maybe. Might do four. What? A four episode? A four chapter? A four? Hold on. I can do this. A single four chapter episode? Yep. Maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. Crazy talk. You're crazy. You're mad. You're nuts. Have you seen Lighthouse yet? <laughs> no. No, I haven't. I'm not going to see it. Why? Because because they want me to. Of course they want you to. Yeah. Because it's a good fucking movie. I'm not saying it's not. Anyway. They had their chance.
I'm going to spend my money on Charlie's Angels. Oh. <laughs> it's, oh. You know how, like, sometimes people will talk about how suicide's not the answer? <laughs> and, and, like, you can be like, yeah, but what, sometimes isn't it, though? <laughs> Shit. This is, like, one of those instances where I'm like, I feel like the people who are like, no, it's not. It's <laughs> not the answer. Where uh. I feel like, Rob, this isn't the answer to, <laughs> to what you need. Okay. It's like it's like I can see someone deliberately making a bad decision to hurt themselves. I'm like, you got to stop. <laughs> you, you can't do this. Intervention. Yeah. Lock you in a room gotcha. with all the people who love you and watch the lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. On that note. Are, are we really done? I think no? we are. Okay. Well, um, I, oh yeah. Okay. That was Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thanks. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. These reviews might seem silly, but they actually help us out a lot. Check us out on Twitter, at Real Death Reader. If you want more Death Readers content, there's more available by joining Death Readers Patreon at www.patreon.com slash deathreaders. If you hate us and want to tell us how terrible we are, please send all hate mail comments to our Reddit account, you slash deathreaders. Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 31, Harry Can Potter. We do that again. Why? It was so good. I had all the energy in the world. <laughs> I need to, but I was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Three, two, one. Welcome to Death. <laughs> it's been a while. I wanted to do a throwback. It's not been a while. It's been less time than we've done it ever. This is the shortest period. No, I mean, it's been a while since I've fucked up the intro. Okay. Yeah. Three, two, one. What? <laughs> Stop that. You have Are to you give ready? me five. What? Four. No. Three. Oh. Two. One. Welcome to. I should do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna be so proud Are of you myself. You saw the pride, the nascent pride in my eyes. Five. Four. Three. Don't fuck it up. <laughs>